0: hey everyone it's tony and welcome to this week's episode of the mouse and more podcast tonight i'm joined by adam and uh, pretty much just adam everybody else is indisposed but uh there was some news to cover today so we figured we'd jump on and and give you guys a a quick news show adam how's it going i'm
1: doing okay tony how
0: you doing doing all right for a well, I, w- I was going to say for a Thursday night, but uh, who knows when the show is actually going to make it to the air.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, you know what? I think the biggest news story to come out is the new princess-themed cupcakes. Don't you think so?
0: I do, because everybody needs a princess-themed cupcake in their life.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's just, they're all over the place. You can find them at resorts. You can find them at the parks. I think this what's the biggest story of the year.
0: Second only to adding hoodies to Spirit shirts.
1: Yes, yes. The Spirit jerseys are getting... Some of them are going to get hoodies, which I kind of like. I like a nice hooded sweatshirt. And now I can get my Spirit jersey fix. Although I don't have any of them. Because, I don't know, they look kind of weird. There's like extra fabric on them. Don't you think so?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a big Spirit jersey fan. Yeah, I don't really have
1: so much spirit. How about you?
0: I've got plenty of spirit. Hmm. Let's hear it.
1: Let's be honest. The biggest story that came out today, this week, probably this month, is some of the confirmed changes to Epcot. Don't you think yeah, so? Yeah, there
0: is a, a ton of Epcot news out, and that's kind of why Adam and I decided to uh, jump on and, and record tonight. A lot of exciting news, and uh, Adam, why don't you give us uh, probably the biggest news of all?
1: Well, this is uh, this is official. It's on the Disney Parks blog website, so this isn't some rumor. This is actually coming out. They are, uh, first, as you walk into the park, they're going to transform that entrance And the the biggest change you'll see is they're going to remove those Leave-a-Legacy monolithic statues. I think I I used that term correctly. Uh, Close enough. And uh, they're going to remove those, and they're going to put in some nice planters with trees and different pathways. And they're going to change up that fountain that's towards the sort of backside of Spaceship Earth. And they haven't specifically said this, but it looks like they're bringing back the acrylic pillars that used to be in Epcot way back in the day that, for whatever reason, they got rid of. Based on the concept art, it looks like they're coming back.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited by this news. Uh, I think that for, I don't know, the past 15, 16 years, the whole time the Leave a Legacy monuments have been there. It's a little bit of an eyesore. With all due respect to those of you who purchased your photos mm-hmm. and, and have been placed there for posterity, uh, they are putting them outside the uh, main gateway. So they will still be, I, I guess they won't be inside the actual park, but they will be visible as you're coming towards the entrance. You know, trying to navigate around those for a number of years has just been a pain, especially if you've got little kids and they're kind of running ahead and then they get lost in that little maze of, of statuary, you know, as you so aptly put, uh, monoliths, uh, which they kind of are. But But I think that's you know, they've served their purpose, you know, based on the artist rendering, the green space conceptually looks great. That part of the park, that entrance is usually very well maintained, especially if you're going during a flower and garden festival. So I I think they're just going to plus it up and jazz it up a little bit. So it's going to be an interesting mix of flora and fauna and then walking into Epcot where you start to then transition into more of a technology look as you get into uh, the park itself and then into the country. So I I think it's just going to really change the way the, the front, looks overall and and i think it's a it'll be a welcome addition
1: yeah i um i agree i'm probably in the minority of this i kind of actually like those leave a legacy statues only because i think it was cool to have a piece of yourself and you're well not you know a, literally a piece of yourself but like a picture of yourself and and your family in the park i thought that was really cool unfortunately when it happened and like about 1999, right before the millennium. I was, you know, very young. I didn't know anything about it. My parents weren't really into this whole Disney thing. So we don't have one. But I can understand the people that paid for one and have it might be a little upset because maybe they were told that they'd be there for... I don't know what the terms were, but if they were told they'd be there for an extended period of time and maybe they're cutting down that... I don't know. I mean, I guess by the time this is all done, they'll probably be 20 years up there anyway, right? I mean, we're 2019, so they've been up for about almost 20 years.
0: And they're not destroying them. They're just, they're moving them to another part of Epcot. Exactly. So they'll still be there. You know, the terms and conditions did not say they would remain in that spot forever. You know, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the bricks because it, they're kind of functional. The, the bricks outside the Magic Kingdom, uh-huh. your name's on them, but you walk on those bricks. Yeah. You know, the Leave a Legacy served no purpose except to block your view and your pathway.
1: That's true.
0: And it wasn't even symmetrical because the other side, you know, they were only in that one section. Uh-huh. I just felt that it never really flowed. Like, I always thought it was an eyesore. Not as much as when they had the big hand and the wand uh, next to Spaceship Earth uh, yeah, was for bad. the Millennium. Or the giant hat in uh, Hollywood Studios. bad, too. But, uh, you know, they are taking steps to rectify that, and, and it's nice to see that they're doing it.
1: Yeah, in the concept art, too, it shows the flags of the original Epcot logo, which is that flower-looking sort of geometric-type sphere thing. That's cool. I like the uh, flashback for that. One thing that is disappointing—I'm kind of like a detailed detail person— is the monorail that they show is the same monorail we have now. So they're not—they didn't, like— tease a new monorail by putting a different monorail on that track. It's the same one. And, if you zoom in towards the left-hand side of that picture, the Wonders of Life building is still there, and it's still got its gold top, but that brings up the next big part of the story about Wonders of Life Pavilion. Right, Tony?
0: It is, and that is that the Wonders of, of Life Pavilion is going to be changed uh, into a play pavilion. Uh, the pavilion itself right now is unnamed, um, but it's going to be a space devoted to playful fun in an innovative city that will come to life and bursting with interactive experiences such as Disney characters, hands-on activities, and it should open just in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt, the Walt Disney World complex. You know, Once again, we're looking at artists' renderings, and based on the renderings, it's got a very Wreck-It Ralph look to it. Don't know if this is really what it's going to look like, but it it does look like you're stepping into the set of a movie conceptually you know thinking of an area with play and and entertainment it just reminds me of the intervention section i always get the east and west side of interventions mixed up Uh, but there was that one area where they had like all the computer games and hands-on experiences and that was great for a while until they never bothered to update anything yeah so depending upon what they put in here you know, this could be really fun and innovative, or it could be really fun and innovative for about six months.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's going to be geared towards families and younger children, which, if any of the three parks, Epcot probably needed that the most. Which is why they, you know, they keep on adding the popular characters into the countries and even into the future world pavilions. Which, whether you like it or not, that's that's what they're doing to try to, you know, broaden the... Appeal, And I feel like they almost just kind of catch everything together and put it into this one space. Which, yeah, I mean, hey, I'd love for Wonders of Life to go back to what it was. But if this is what they're going to do with it, at least it's better than it just being an empty building.
0: Right, and only used for the Flower and Garden Festival or, you know, the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah,
1: and, and honestly, it was kind of depressing being in that building during those festivals because it's a big open space high ceiling and it's like it's very sterile and 1990s cafeteria looking
0: that that whole little section of the park i, I just don't think anyone really went over there you know between ellen's universe of energy and the wonders of life that was that was kind of like the dusty corner <laughs> of, of epcot you know there were all dust bunnies in the area and you only went there if you couldn't get on soren or test track and then once you got on uh Ellen's Energy Adventure. You realized you were stuck on it for you know a half hour, a half hour or so.
1: I think it was like forty minutes, and they would tell you that in the um, as you're waiting, the cast members right. would repeatedly mention that to you.
0: <laughs> right. So you know that's a big change. That part of the park, you know, between uh, Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster that's going over there, uh, the Play Pavilion, the new Space Restaurant. Uh, which there's been a little progress uh, on that as well. There's been some vertical construction, so you know construction walls are up. Uh, you see some steel when you're walking around the park, and, and that's going to be wedged in between Mission Space and Test Track. So that is coming up. What else is headed for the park, Adam? Because there, there is a lot of activity in Epcot.
1: Yeah, Tony, one of the sort of under-the-radar additions to Epcot is the new Japanese restaurant being added to the Japanese pavilion. It's taking over part of the Mitsukoshi, I think I pronounced that correct, store. You did. On the first floor. Japan, both of their restaurants, actually all three of them, are on the higher floors, right, of that pavilion?
0: They are. the Both, uh, both restaurants there, and then the other restaurant is kind of in the little garden area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this one, if you're afraid of heights, even if it's one story, <laughs> this is the restaurant for you because it's going to be on the ground level, which is nice. Do you have a description on what they're going to be doing over
0: there? Yeah, you know, I'm i am a little bummed that they're taking over some of, of Mitsukoshi uh, because that's, that's one of my favorite parts of, of Epcot is going in there and seeing all the stuff from Japan. But uh, this new signature restaurant is uh, going to have seven themed rooms, and those walls have started going up. So what the themed rooms are... There's a material room, which is going to be the check-in and the lobby, the wa room, the water room, the washi room, the wood room, the stone room, and the earth room.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, I don't know what any of those pertain to, <laughs> uh, but somehow they've named these rooms already, and time will tell. So that uh, that's going on in Japan. Uh, there's no—if if we're going around, uh, around the countries, uh, the next country with some construction in it would be France— And we all know that France is getting the Ratatouille ride. And then that's pretty much it for Epcot construction.
1: Except they are working on the World Showcase Lagoon. And they are adding some type of structural pillars and platforms for the replacement for illuminations. And I'm looking at the pictures. There's a lot of heavy construction machinery on those islands that are in the middle of the lagoon. And even just kind of floating on barges. So, I haven't seen Illuminations since all this construction has started. I don't, Tony hasn't either. Correct. Right? So, I don't know how it looks, Illuminations, right now with all this stuff in the way. Maybe it's dark. I, I don't know. Maybe they... I don't think they bring the barges off, though. I think they stay there all day.
0: Fire barge comes out, because that's what they have the drawbridge for.
1: Yeah, but based on like construction practices, since you know I'm sort of in the industry you don't keep moving heavy machinery back and forth from your work location to where it needs to be stored especially when you have no threat of it being stolen or anything nobody's gonna right nobody's gonna swim in the middle of world chicago's lagoon and try to steal a crane from a barge
0: some of these pictures are just crazy because a couple of the islands in the middle of the lagoon have cranes and construction equipment on them so yeah they're not you know it's I agree they're they're probably not sending over a, a, a you know transport boat to take these things off during the
1: day yeah no and and these islands are actually getting permanent structures there are walls with cinder blocks being constructed for whatever type of show supports that are going to be needed lighting uh, effects sound whatever they're doing with the new show they have to put all this infrastructure in kind of like kind of like world of color but world of color is a big platform that kind of rises. Which, when it's risen, it's very unsightly. If you've ever noticed that in uh, California Adventure, but maybe this will be a little bit better because it's just kind of, kind of. They're probably going to hide. They're going to have to hide the look of some of these things because it's going to affect your photos from across the lagoon.
0: So yeah, so so that uh, that's a lot of stuff going on in Epcot. Uh, one of the nice things is, uh, as Disney usually does, they they like to give their guests uh, a look into what's going on, whether it's some models of of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, that you can find in in One Man's Dream, um, and they're doing that over in Epcot too. So they're they're taking the Odyssey Events Pavilion, which is located between Test Track and Mexico, and they are putting in an experience center there. So the experience center is going to have interactive exhibits uh, and some looks at some of the various projects going around in Epcot. So. You know, I'm assuming that you'll probably see some scale models, some artist's renderings, and, and maybe some computer animation as to what some of this stuff is supposed to look like. So, if you're going to be in Epcot in the very near future, uh, head on over to the Odyssey uh, Odyssey building and check that out.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that because they have a building, a space like that, similar in California Adventures called Blue Sky Cellar. It's it's across from Cars Land. And they have the models for the new stuff that they're building there. And you could like, sort of take it up close. Look, One Man's Dream, which is um, now called um, Walt well, Disney Percents, right? It's, uh, that's got some of the models, but it's behind the glass. So you, I don't, you can't really get too close to it. I don't know how this is going to be laid out, but I'm glad that they are doing this so that the people that are interested can see what's going to happen.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah, their, their scale models are, are usually amazing. Uh, and, and a really good representation as to what's what's coming soon. So just shrink yourself down to one sixth or one twelfth size, and uh, you know you'll be like Ant Man crawling yeah. around those models.
1: That's all you need. Whatever that machine Ant Man uses, yeah.
0: We'll get you one of those uh, one of those Ant Man costumes.
1: Yes, yes, that'd be cool. Michael Douglas, you know, I've always liked Michael Douglas as an actor. I, I'm I'm kind of glad he's in those movies. I don't know why. I mean, because Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd's a good actor. He's a funny guy. But I feel like you need a, like one serious actor in a movie, and I think he's it in that movie. But I digress.
0: You know, it's funny because I thought we only did that when there were like five of us on. <laughs> but we managed to digress when there are two of us we on did. as well.
1: We did. You know what? I just... Uh, I don't know. I'm on a Michael Douglas uh, kick right now, I guess.
0: Well, there you go. Some things stay the same.
1: Speaking of Michael Douglas, I think his favorite snack in Walt Disney World is a Whip. Don't you think so?
0: I've heard that. I've heard that uh, he and his wife Catherine Zeta-Jones are big Dole Whip fans.
1: Yeah, and now there's going to be another offering at the Aloha Isle in Magic Kingdom where you get your Dole Whips. It's called a Hey Hey Cone, H E I H E I. If you're familiar with that word or words, Hey Hey was the chicken, was he, from Moana, right? That just sure. kind of like your comic relief character that every film has to have, and it is going to be a blue cone filled with layer of Dole Whip, raspberry soft serve, so that's new to that uh, establishment, sugar piece eyes, that sounds interesting, and a sour candy comb for 5.29.
0: That sounds like a sugar rush.
1: Yeah, you can say that again. I don't see a picture of it anywhere, but my gosh, that sounds interesting. It does. To say the least.
0: It does. The, you know, Disney's always debuting new snacks, and... I actually look forward to that. It sounds pretty good.
1: You know what? If I'm there, I have to have the Dole Whip float, though. I mean, it just... Like, not to not to get off topic, but they have that pineapple um, upside-down cake with the Dole Whip. Yeah. Which I love pineapple upside-down cake. And I've yet to try it, because every time I'm there, I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to get the float again, you know?
0: <laughs> well, the, the pineapple float is actually 20 cents more expensive than the Hey Hey Cone. So maybe you get both...
1: Maybe, yeah. You know what I'm looking at a picture now of the Hey Hey cone and it it's meant to I guess mimic the look of the chicken. So the cone is blue, which is like its body. In the middle is the yellow pineapple dole whip, that's like its neck. And then on top is the raspberry sauce serve, that's its head, and it's got like the funky eyes on the outside. It's got a comb so the comb is supposed to be like its hair, like a chicken head. Yeah, like, like
0: the the feather pieces that are yeah, up there.
1: Yeah. So I yeah, it's interesting.
0: Let's let's get a picture of that uh treat posted to the uh facebook page
1: all right i will do that when
0: we release the show
1: i'll have to remember myself to do that but yes yes we will do that
0: <laughs> excellent and then after they've eaten their new hey hey cone they're going to take a little ride on the gondolas they are sure because they're testing them at full speed now
1: oh that's right
0: yes uh, so So they've been uh, moving at full speed over at Hollywood Studios, which is where most of the testing has been taking place. We haven't actually seen the gondolas because they're covered with tarps during testing, but uh, they're moving. They're moving pretty fast. Uh, None of them have fallen, which is a plus. Still don't have any real idea as to what it looks like with people in there. You know, are eight people going to fit comfortably? I know you posted some stuff to the Facebook page uh, from some of the ski areas. Uh, that show those type cars being utilized out there. And, you know, they're they're not overly spacious. Uh, But then again, when you're looking at skiers who are just, you know, skiers are not taking strollers with them.
1: No, they're not. Uh, That was courtesy of John, who's a listener. Hi, John. He lives in Park City, Utah. And over there at one of the ski resorts, Doppelmayr? I think that's how you pronounce it? That's the manufacturer of these gondolas, has installed these... I I can't confirm that they're the same cabins, but my gosh, if you go on their website, it's the same design, it's the same size, it's the same everything. So, maybe there's a slight variation, but based on what I can tell, it's got to be the same thing. I, I, I can't see Doppelmayr building a exclusive cabin for Disney. I know everybody thinks Disney is, you know, exclusive and this and that and the other thing, and sure, maybe... But when it comes to transportation like this, eh. Like Disney doesn't get special buses. You know, they're, right. the bus company makes a bus and they throw the Disney stuff all over it. Same thing I think yeah, with I, these gondolas.
0: I think those those the only difference we'll see in the Park City ones was the Park City ones had those little ski holders on the outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: I thought, you probably won't see those in, in Orlando.
1: No, you won't. But I was wondering, are they going to maybe make something similar for foldable strollers? Because I don't know how you, – you can't fit eight people plus a stroller in this thing. And people are going to want to bring their strollers. They're probably going to make you fold them up like you have to do with the – like you're supposed to do with the monorail. I know people don't really do that anymore. But I wonder if they're going to have like a carry-on bean attachment for the outside yeah, for the strollers.
0: I, I, I see that being a major, a major issue. <laughs> you do? If you're going to have to make every person fold up a stroller. That just doesn't go easy.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, now you're limiting the space on these things. And you've got people waiting and waiting and waiting.
0: Time will tell.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess. I think what was interesting from the videos that I posted was the amount of windows that open, which is encouraging, given that we're not getting air conditioning in these things. My guess is they're going to put screens on the outside of these windows so that people don't start throwing stuff out of them. Because these gondolas do travel over guest areas and parking lots and even roadways and you can't have people throwing stuff out from them and the windows are the way that they look for the ski resorts where they're kind of like full top to bottom they do look pretty spacious i don't know how that's going to work with a wrap of uh, c-3po on the outside of them but maybe the way that they're they're one-way type wraps where you can see out but you can't say in see in type thing maybe it won't affect it that much but John did say that they, they do go fast, but they're very smooth, and based on the videos I've seen, they do seem to go pretty smooth on these, on the cables, which is encouraging.
0: You don't want to have your guests taking motion sickness pills while you're on there.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure with the height alone, people are going to have issues, I would think, you know, people that have height issues.
0: Uh, So the uh, gondolas, one of their destinations is the Riviera Resort. And uh, some news came out about the Riviera Resort uh, this week where construction continues. And uh, for those who don't know, the Riviera Resort is a Disney Vacation Club property. And uh, they've introduced some information about the pools. They're going to have a feature pool, uh, obviously, which will uh, have lounge chairs, umbrellas, and whatnot. Uh, An interactive water play area called Sivu Play. For younger guests, uh, the area is inspired by uh, the fountains of Europe and several characters from Fantasia, uh, and it's supposed to be uh, like a gathering place in the European Riviera. Uh, they're going to have a movie lawn where films, Disney films, will be shown, and you can lounge in the grass or watch from the pool. Uh, Disney's very big at, at doing the poolside movies at most of their resorts uh, for free for their guests, so that's that'll be a nice experience. Ah, uh, there's going to be a leisure pool, which is semi-private, uh, called Beau Soleil. It, it's just a private pool surrounded by greenery, and then they're going to have a bar serving beverages with poolside uh, poolside views called Bar Riva, and uh, you know lush landscaping uh, and whatnot, uh, like most uh, of Disney's properties have. And then from there, there's an archway uh, that leads to the Skyliner station. And uh, from that station, guests can connect to the International Gateway and several other locations in the Walt Disney World complex. So uh, stuff seems to be progressing there. Uh, Adam, what do you think about the uh, Riviera Resort?
1: I have mixed feelings on this. It is a DVC resort, so kind of like how Saratoga, Old Key West are just DVC resorts. Having said that, you could pay cash for rooms, so I don't really know why they... Just make them DVC if you could still pay cash. I, I don't. I don't know the, the specifics on why they do that, but um, that doesn't bother me. I, DVC. I don't have it. Some people on the show do. Some you either love it. It is essentially a timeshare, and there's a whole debate about whether you should buy a timeshare or not. The concept art makes it look very nice. I love the, the greenery. I like. I kind of like the tallness of it. It's it looks like it's about ten stories or so. I could be wrong on that. One of the things I don't like, and we didn't really talk about this when it first came out, was they have a room. They call it a tower studio, okay? It starts at $335 a night plus tax, which is a lot of money for any hotel room, whether it's a DVC, a deluxe, or whatever. What I don't understand about this is it doesn't have a fixed bed. It's got a Murphy-style bed that folds down, And that covers up the couch that is sitting in front of it. So you can only have the bed down or this couch. You can't have it both ways. And the room is like a kind of like a weird shape to it. And you're paying with tax over $350 a night for it. It just seems overkill on the price for a room that's going to have one bed, but the bed isn't always there.
0: You don't even have a kitchenette in the studio. You do have a private balcony. Yeah, the balcony is nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be a an intimate setting for two.
1: You can't bring your, you know, your two ki- two and a half kids with you because you know that's what the average family is, right? Two adults, right. two and a half kids. This is for two people, but I mean, I I don't know how you. I, th- the way I look at it is, let's say you've booked this room and you don't realize that it's got the Murphy style bed. Like, for whatever reason, you just didn't realize it. You know, maybe you you don't understand the lingo, maybe you didn't use a travel agent, whatever. So you walk into this room, and there's no bed there. It's just the couch. And in your mind, you're like, I'm spending how much money on this room, and there's no bed? Like, then you're calling up the front desk. Front desk got to send somebody up and s- explain how the whole thing works. And then you're, like, thinking, like, I paid this much money, and now i got to pull the bed down myself? Just very odd concept, really. I don't understand it.
0: They They know what they're doing, I guess.
1: I guess. <laughs> Listen, People are going to book it. It's one of the... Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. This is the first brand new hotel in a very long time. I know that Art of Animation is sort of brand new, but it was also based on old buildings that have sort of been there for a while. At least some of the buildings were. Right. But this is the first... Well, I mean, yeah, okay. So they've had the DVC buildings for, like, Grand Floridian and even Bay Lake Tower. But I guess it's like a singular... Hotel. This is the first brand new one in in a long time, and people are. I, I mean, people have been booking it. I'm sure, and that they're going to have the restaurant on the roof, that you could see the fireworks for um, for Epcot and Hollywood Studios. I believe you can see both of them from where it's going to be, right on either side of of the roof, which is really cool. So I think concept of it all is cool. I like it. I like how you got this, the gondola right there. I think some of that that room with the but the Murphy bed is a little ridiculous and uh but hey you know to each his own I guess
0: agreed you know if you're a couple uh, you know if you're gonna go as a, as a single guy and you go often maybe you're in one of those rooms
1: yeah maybe I will see here's the, but the problem is <laughs> let's say I fall asleep on the couch watching TV right I can't then roll over to the bed I gotta wake up I gotta do something with the pillows I'm sure on the couch pull the bed down And then I reset myself. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a lot of work for $335 a night plus tax, if you ask
0: me. Like you're not going to take that bed down the minute you walk into the room? No,
1: yeah, I wouldn't. That's the the thing. I would take it down. I wouldn't even put it up. I would take it down and leave it down. But then I don't get to enjoy the couch. And I do like a nice couch in my hotel rooms. I do. I'm sorry. You know what? Make fun of me. Call me whatever you want. I like a nice couch to sit on and watch the TV or just, you know, look out the window or something or even put my shoes on. I like to, I like to have a couch. Call me crazy.
0: Duly noted, and you're crazy. <laughs> and I think that's enough on the uh, Riviera Resort.
1: Yeah, we've beat that one to uh, a stick, and it's not even open yet. I mean, what are we, 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 we should give it a chance, don't you think? Or at
0: least I should. We should. <laughs> we should. And uh, the only last bit of news as Disney is moving towards uh, becoming a, a green. Uh, facility or more green of a of a company, and that is that they just opened up their new 270 acre solar facility, which is a 50 megawatt facility. It will generate enough power to annually operate two theme parks, uh, which is that that's got to be pretty amazing. Uh, I, I wouldn't want the electric bill for two theme parks. Uh, Disney's goal in 2012 was to reduce their emissions. 50 by percent by the year 2020 and this will help them do that uh, it's 518,000 solar panels and it's just west of the magnolia and palm golf courses some have seen uh, and i I'm, I'm sure you've seen it because you drive when you're down there is the the original f- uh solar facility it was a 22 acre facility on the way to epcot you yes. can see it when you're driving down the road and uh, the cool thing is if you take a look at that on google maps the solar panels uh, are actually a hidden Mickey that you can see from above because they're shaped like Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool, and it's a good thing. I mean, they've got a ton of space, a ton of property that is undeveloped on um, down here in Orlando area, and it's a good thing that they are... I like that they're you know, putting the solar panels in. I mean, it's, it's a renewable energy that just sits there and collects the, sol- the sunlight, and uh, uh, the only problem is there is a lot of clouds for florida especially in the summertime so, but i'm sure they please i'm sure they get the smartest you know people working on that so they figured all that stuff out
0: well, hopefully it's not their it people
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that because um man every time i go on there something's not working and you as an agent i'm sure you deal with it a lot more than i do
0: yes we do but that's a whole that's a whole nother show
1: that's another show we don't want to we don't want to talk about the issues that Disney's got we like to talk about the new things and and, uh, what we're all excited about
0: exactly so that's a uh, that's a look at this week's news Uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed listening to Adam and I this is the uh, smallest crew for a podcast uh, we've put out to date it's a little more intimate and uh if you're a fan like us on facebook uh we also have uh, the twitters uh what else do we have we have the instagrams we have the instagrams we have the
1: yes the twitters the facebook's we've got a private group that you can um join and we'll let you in as long as as chris would say as long as you have a pulse
0: we'll let you in excellent so uh hope you enjoyed listening Uh, If you enjoyed listening, I'm Tony. If not, uh, my name is Earl Hopert. Thanks a lot, Adam. And we'll talk to you guys next time.
1: Yeah, and if you didn't enjoy listening, my name is Mark Campy. (laughs)
0: Good night. Good night, everybody. (laughs)